All right, everybody, welcome back to another episode of Nobody's, where it's nobody's business. I'll be hosting today. I'm Corwin, and uh, I got two great guys with me here today. We got Casper. Welcome back, guys. That's me. And how's everyone doing today? I'm doing pretty good. I am. I'm feeling good today. I took a nap. You did? I know. Yeah, I know. I'm encroaching on your your territory, Ian. <laughs> yeah, we gotta we gotta talk after this podcast. <laughs> oh, uh, yeah, we got you yeah, too. That's my thing. Naps and... <laughs> <laughs> are so good, though. I didn't know the holy grail that I was missing out on. I have to take. Well, I don't have to take them, but I take them mostly because I just do not sleep at good times. But yeah, they're really nice. <laughs> <laughs> I feel that. I feel that. Uh, but yeah, and then we got Ian. Hey, I also hey. took a nap. Good, good, good. Casper, take a nap real quick so you can be part of the group. <laughs> you just hear like... <laughs> <laughs> head slam on the desk. He just instantly yeah, falls asleep. I didn't take a nap today, but I did think about it. <gasps> That's nice. good. That's good. That's good. Take a nap in, in, in theory. In theory. We'll go with that. Awesome. All right. So uh, I made sure everyone had a six-sided dice before we started this episode because we're going to generate a random survivor uh, survival encounter. Oh, okay. And you guys are going to each get your own and kind of walk everyone through how you would take, like, handle it, how you think you would survive, how well you think you would do. Interesting. And after you guys generate your random encounters, I'll read off the options. So if everyone listening wants to kind of do their own random encounter by rolling dice or whatever, you can. Ooh. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, that's really cool. Uh, a lot of these are pretty simple, pretty straightforward, but it's going to be uh, decided by four rolls of the oh, dice. Right. If you guys are ready to start, then I guess we'll begin. Okay. I think yeah. I'm ready. All right. Uh, Casper, why don't you roll first and tell me what number you get? A two. A two. All right, Ian, you roll now and tell me what number you get. I got a five. A five. All right, so Casper, you will be surviving with a large group of about 20 people. Ooh, okay. Uh, and Ian, you will be surviving with one other person of your choice. <laughs> oh, no, okay. Or, you know, you could have a dog or something. I'm not going to restrict you there. Okay. All right. For everyone else, one was everyone, about 100 people. Two, like Casper got, was a large group of about 20. Three was a medium-sized group of about 10. Four was a small group of five. Five was, as Ian got, someone else. And six was all alone. Dang. So I hope you guys rolled well on that. Okay, Casper, why don't you roll it again? <laughs> Two. Nice. All right, Ian? Uh, six. Six. Okay. Wow, that's actually kind of funny. So, <laughs> okay. in this dice roll, it is the event that puts you into that survival situation. Casper, you said you got a two? Yeah. One and two is a plane crash. Ooh. Three and four is a shipwreck. 
And five and six, Ian, is the okay. apocalypse. Okay. <laughs> oh, no. Man, my, I'm not looking good, guys. They're like, everything's on fire. The world oh, kind of no. crap. Zombies everywhere. I'm going to let... I'm gonna let Ian later decide what kind of apocalypse he wants, oh, and anyone sweet. that rolled a five and a six can choose that too. You know, so if you want an sweet. easy apocalypse, then you know, go right ahead. I say easy loosely. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Casper, we're back to you for roll number three. Okay, uh, six. Six. Oh, very nice. Ian, you? I also got six. Oh, okay. So you both got an abandoned city or town. Oh, okay. Uh, one was a desert. Two was a jungle. Three Ooh. was some kind of Icelandic situation. Kind of maybe more north or south. You know, frozen tundras and etc. Four is a savanna, like the African savanna. Uh, five would be mountainous. And as we said, six is an abandoned city or town. Oh, a plane crashed in a abandoned like ghost city town. Yeah, sure. it could have been uh, kind of cool, like a ghost yeah. town. Uh, for that is cool. A western <laughs> for western Ian. Town. You are probably surviving the apocalypse in a city yeah, or town. Mine makes a lot of sense. Yeah, yeah whichever one that is. <laughs> All right. Roll number four. What you get, Casper? Let's see. Five. Five. Oh. And Ian? got four. Four. All right. Five is on uh, the plane that you crashed in, Casper. You found functioning hunting equipment. Oh, no. Someone was going on a hunting tour. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Ian, you said four. Mm-hmm. Ian, you have proper survival clothes for your environment of your choice. Nice. Got my streetwear. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Or like, that's really good. If I choose my apocalypse to be like very radioactive, I can have like a hazmat suit. You and that one other person. <laughs> and my one other person. All right, so. Although I think if I chose that, I'd be screwed. Before we continue, I forgot to list off the numbers for the last roll. Uh, for everyone that's listening, my apologies. Uh, if you got a one, you would get additional medical supplies. Two is a musical instrument or instruments of your choice. Three is generic building supplies. Four is, as Ian got, proper clothing for the environment. Five, as Casper got, is hunting equipment. And six would be extra rations that are clean and edible. I'm just going to make a note. So, Casper, huh. you were surviving with, what we say, 20 people? 20 people. 20 people. Um, from a plane crash. From a plane crash. Good amount of survivors. Yeah. In a abandoned city. And I found hunting equipment, making me the leader. <laughs> yeah, you're in charge. You got the rifle. We, we'll yeah. give you a high-powered oh, rifle, and you got yeah. like snares and crap. And hunting equipment. 
All right, and Ian, you are one. You are with someone else. Yep, one person in the apocalypse, apocalypse. In an abandoned city with survival gear, like clothes. I mean, yeah, abandoned city. And survival close. Now, Ian, what kind of apocalypse do you want? Okay, this is kind of hard because I feel like anywhere else would be better for like a zombie survival. But being in an abandoned town or city would probably not be good for zombies. <laughs> probably get ugly real quick. <laughs> yeah. That's a cool be idea. Oh yeah, let's let's pitch it out there, Casper. What you thinking? Um, the Rapture, the four thousand long war. Yeah, that that did like come to mind. Like, that would be cool. Rapture demons and and, like, like everyone who's all I don't know, fighting all the (laughs) evil humans and demons and angels and stuff. You know, yeah, and just like a lot of people go away because they, um. Yeah, they are good, and they get raptured, and they go away, and then everyone yeah. who's left is like evil, you know. Yeah, or just like you know, or not good enough. I, I don't know. Yeah, surviving just like you, um, but more hostile. Yeah, <laughs> and it could be like I feel like it could be interpreted in a lot of ways. Like it could have demons and angels and stuff running around killing things, and um, but. To make it really hard for me and to lower my survival stand like time in to like mere days, we're gonna say that the city that I'm in got it's, it's like more like Fallout where like it, it got nuked. nuked and uh like nuclear war broke out between every country. And it's pretty much everyone fends for themselves. There's like pretty much not a government anymore. Nuclear um, wasteland kind of esque. Yeah, because I want to bank on my survival clothes being good for that. Oh yeah. Yeah. Like I'm the only guy with like a I don't know, a gas mask and like proper hazmat gear. Um Yeah. All very useful. And plenty yes. of filters. That's yeah, good. Sweet. That'd be good. Alright. So for Ian, who is this someone else that you're surviving with? <laughs> That's a good question. I, I, something I really don't know, like a good answer to. Um, it can just be like a general kind of person, you know, like they could be like a yeah, soldier hopefully. or a hunter or. Uh, oh, okay. you can make them like a scientist or a dog or, well, you know, whatever you're feeling like the dancing oh. bear. Yeah. Okay. Well, if I can be like pretty open about it, then it'll be like <laughs> a, some kind of animal that I'm close to probably like a cat or something, but it was mutated <laughs> There we go. to be like all gross and maybe a little big and like it'll protect me <laughs> all right so yeah out, what's this animal like okay we'll say it's a goat <laughs> um, 
All right, all right, goat. Like, let's say when the apocalypse happened, I owned a goat. And it started growing, like, extra eyes and horns, and it's thick. Uh, it's a uh, skin got super thick, so it can, like, take hits. And it just follows me around and will eat whatever radioactive garbage is everywhere and will ram into things for me. All right. And produce nice. milk like goats do. Yes, yeah, probably super not weirder probably radiated not milk, milk that I can drink. <laughs> I use it. I put it in a squirt gun and shoot it. At bad guys. It's milk is acid. <laughs> All right. We'll name her Betsy. Betsy. Betsy, the uh, the nuclear radiation goat. Yeah, the the radio radiation goat. All right, all right, okay. So now that you guys have your situations kind of set, I want you to kind of feed me the first thing you would do, kind of what you're looking for, some obstacles you might run into. I might throw those at you as we're going through, cool. and you guys can go at the same time or take turns. I just want to hear how you would react to the said situation. Okay. Um, so first things first, I would put myself in the thought process of, like, pretty pessimistic. <laughs> like, I don't really think I would survive long in that situation. And I don't know if I would... Like... I, I would lower the bar for myself. I'd be like, if I make it a week, then that's good enough. Like, I did pretty good then. <laughs> right, one day at a time, oh. pretty much. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, then, I'm honestly, I'm not, like, a big survival guy. But I am in an abandoned city, so... I have access to a lot of things, I feel like. Like, it's an interesting environment because it's less finding food, water, shelter, and more, I would feel like, avoiding whatever creatures or people are still kicking and wanting to loot and murder you mm -hmm. if you're in a city. Unless it's, I mean, I don't know how abandoned this city is, but I would assume there'd be, like, preserve, like, food, you know, like, canned goods. Yeah, hey, you... Whatever you think would survive the initial blast of the yeah, bomb or so bombs, and I would say the radioactive fallout. Yeah, so I would say shelter would be pretty easy to find in an abandoned city. Mm -hmm. um, canned goods would be pretty easy to find. I mean, like, I think there would be other people still alive somewhere, like looting and whatnot. Not all um, of them would have the radiation suit, though, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. But I feel like water would probably be a big problem, so trying to find, like, some way to purify water with either, like, tablets or something, because it would all be, like, gross and irradiated. Yeah, so drinking irradiated water. that would be my biggest hurdle and what I would try to work on. Um, all right, all right. All right, Casper, what are you thinking? All right, so let's specify what kind of abandoned city or town am I in? Um, well, let's say since it's a plane crash, 
you crashed in we'll say it's an abandoned town that was outside of a major gold mine that was lost and forgotten. Okay. So mining town. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, mining town. Like an old west mining town. Okay. Okay, yeah. cool, cool. So are we kind of deserty kind of climate? Um, like Western. We'll just say you're kind of like a generic forest. forest. You know, like Western U.S. So, forest shrubs. Yeah, you can find gold mines and stuff in the mountainsides. Yeah, yeah. Mountainous. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. All right. Cool. It's a comfortable environment. Oh, yeah. Lots of animals. Awesome. All right. Let's go from there. So I got twenty people. Right. Plane crash. What can you find in a plane crash? Probably um, equipment like survival flares, um, maybe radio equipment. Depends on how damaged it is. Depends on what your people know. And uh, you found hunting equipment in the plane crash. So someone's got to be a hunter, right? So you look around and you talk to everyone. No, the hunter died because he was first class snob just going to go kill some giraffes. Oh, no. <laughs> So he's I dead. Guess, I like it. <laughs> he died. Oh, he's so not one of the lucky 20. Yours. Yeah. Yeah. You talk to the 20 people. You're like, okay, well, can you find an abandoned mining town? Tools, knives, frying pans. Go search the buildings. As someone that already has the hunting equipment, I, I go into the town. Since it's already abandoned, there's animals everywhere. I hunt for survival. Everyone else is finding equipment, knives, frying pans, so they can help with cooking and making equipment. They can make bows with the tools they found in the abandoned mining town. All right, Casper, here's a question for you. What kind of hunting are you doing, and what are you hunting for? So if we're in, like, a western mining town, there's got to be deer, right? Or... Just like squirrels and and just stuff everywhere, it should be pretty abundant with animals, right? right. So I'm going so for deer, got... big animals for good meat. Okay. I got good tools. I should do the big stuff, and then everyone else can work on like rabbits and stuff, you know, because they got bows. All right. All right, all right. And these people that you sent out to search for other things, are they all just like going nilly nally? No, they're you organize directed. Something? So you got one group of people, they're going into buildings looking for tools. You got another group of people going gathering wood and sticks. And so that's like five, five. So I got 10 more people. All right, all I right. Should, and those 10 people I have are. Two people with me helping me out tracking and all that stuff. So then you got. Two people that are going to the mine, seeing what kind of, like, if they can find pickaxes and stuff, you know, and trying to be careful. They don't want a lot of people in there. Uh, don't throw the dynamite yeah, around. Yeah. <laughs> Another two people. If there was any. Let's do the rest of the people. Um, they're going to be scavenging the the plane crash and trying to find the radio and trying to figure that out these are the people that survived that might be like a pilot maybe or just the smarter people the techie people um and maybe if there are any kids survived um they'd be with these people with the plane crash scattering for food because food would be in there and trying to figure out the radios and stuff all right so 
Everyone with ties, glasses, and under the age of 18, pretty yeah, much, yeah. right? All right, all right. So that seems like a pretty good initial plan. I like it. I like it. Nice. Yeah. All right, let's throw some uh let's throw some obstacles at you guys. Yeah. All right, we're gonna start with Ian. Okay. Okay, Ian. After the initial nuclear assault, as you said, you didn't think you'd have a problem finding shelter. I think we can all agree that's pretty yeah, good. Food you could probably was that I Casper? said, I didn't even have to touch on that. There's buildings and stuff, and everyone's just gathering stuff. They'd be up to yeah, find shelter. All... No problem. Yeah, it's that's fine. fine. Yeah, yeah. Buildings are still standing, right? That makes shelter pretty easy. It wouldn't be too hard yeah. to patch up said structure if yeah, needed. Elements. All right. I believe, Ian, you said your main concern was probably water. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Water would be difficult. So I'm going to throw a couple... Um, natural and artificial challenges at each of you. Okay. See how you guys take it. Ian, Okay. due to the bombs dropping and the initial impacts and everything, um, the area is now prone to severe earthquakes. Ooh, okay. And any wildlife and people that survived without proper protection are grotesquely mutated oh, no. and highly aggressive. Oh, no. <laughs> Oh, so Scary. those are Ian's obstacles. We're going to give him a minute to kind of think on how he would approach that. <laughs> Casper. Okay. From the plane crash, after you guys kind of do your initial search, um, remnants of the plane actually started a forest fire. And we'll say... Due to the mining in the area, any of the surface water is going to need to be purified before consumption. Ooh. All right. Okay. So let's go to Ian. Ian, I'm going to ask Casper one thing that he can think of that you might have forgotten to do. Before we get into your thing, just to give you a little help. Casper, is there anything Ian should have done or should do before he goes back into his challenge? Well, how was he doing on weapons and stuff? Ah, uh -huh. Ian did not mention weapons uh, at all. Yeah. Uh-uh. Not even, yeah. Not even a little. Not even a little. Casper's like have weapons. Yeah. Unless so you can run really now. fast. <laughs> yeah, I can't. All right. All right. I think that was pretty good advice there, Casper. So Ian, with that advice and your new okay. challenges, what kind of approach would you take? All right. So um first I'd like to just point out what uh what we're working with here guys so i <laughs> am allergic to probably like 50 percent of all foods um, dust i i have asthma <laughs> i have extremely poor vision if i'm not wearing glasses so if i lose Boy. those i'm pretty screwed good luck fitting them <laughs> under the gas mask right yeah like i can try to shove them in or see how long my multiple 
I have a lot of cases of contacts, but like they aren't gonna last forever. Um, <laughs> I like I said, I have asthma, so not a lot of like long distance running, not a whole lot of uh very quick things I'm gonna be doing. Um, and I am also allergic to like just about every living thing other than a human. Oh. Like a lot of plants, a lot of animals. And now that these animals are crazy and mutated, I'll probably be sneezing a lot, alerting them to me. <laughs> um, stuff like that. Um, just like little things that I didn't really think of when I was first talking about survival. You know, you think of like the basics, but you don't think of all the nice little things that you're going to not have. Like my allergy <laughs> medication that I take every single night. <laughs> Getting too real. Um, but okay, so yeah, so I'm just realizing just how long I'm gonna last. <laughs> um, but oh, also I've only held a gun once in my life ever. Um, and it was in like junior high, like I was a scout, mm. and it was like a little rifle. Oh yeah, the probably the little like twenty-two badge. Yeah, yeah, like a little twenty-two. Yeah, rifle. I did that. So it's also like. No proficiency with firearms at all. Oh boy. <laughs> so that's what you got the goat for, right? <laughs> with all this mind, this is why I chose Betsy the radiation goat. <laughs> to help me, you know, pick up on some. I would imagine, even though I don't know guns very well, I bet if I went to some kind of uh like a gun store, they would have, you know, like manuals about them, right? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I they pretty much know in real life. Yeah. Pretty much sell manuals with every single firearm, so I'm sure you could yeah. do a little reading with your good eye and <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and you know, I I I I know how a gun works. I don't handle them ever, but I mean, you know, I get uh, it. I get it. So I think. The, I I would probably try to find some sort of. Well, actually, okay, I'm in a very populated city, so I don't even know if I would have a gun, but I'd probably try to make a spear. Spears, spears are a good weapon. Spears are like how humans. That is, it's the human win button, uh, for survival. You know, big stick that keeps things from killing you and lets you poke them, stab them. It is like, you know, I stand behind the spear is like the best weapon ever. So, get me a long stick. There's probably a lot of metal poles I can get. And probably fashion a spear relatively easily. Um, you know, even if it's just like duct tape on a on a broomstick for a little bit. But you know, I'll get better spears as I go on. Um, and then the gun's more of a last resort because I assume in a city I'll be not wanting to make a lot of noise. It's a lot of like a trying to live in a stealthy way, not letting yeah. these mutated creatures try to kill me. And they'll all run if I start. They'll all come running if I fire my weapons. It um, uh, it has the potential to get ugly really quick. Oh yeah. And then if I do, <laughs> like, you know, if I'm in a situation where I have to run, 
You know, I'm not going to go very far. I mean, I've read that humans have evolved for, like, long-distance endurance running, not, like, short bursts of speed. That's how we, like, hunted, is we would tire out whatever we're hunting and then get it eventually. Um, Helps when there's is... a lot of you. Helps <laughs> when there's more than one. <laughs> I didn't choose another person. <laughs> um... But yeah, we'll say Betsy with her multiple eyes. She uh, probably can see these creatures or sense them before I do because I'm in a gas mask. I'm in a hazmat suit, so I'm not going to be able to hear these things coming. But it, like, it can cloud the senses. I've actually worn oh, yeah. like an older hazmat suit. Really? And I I have a gas mask for certain situations, not than like nuclear radiation or anything like that, but just mostly like. Uh, smoke and such cool. um but yeah it they're stuffy they're hot they're they're not comfortable yeah. but i mean it's better than breathing in smoke or getting in your eyes and stuff and in a radiation thing i'm pretty sure it's a lot better than breathing in whatever's in the air out there yeah so, so like with my lungs already not really being cool with me and then if I, like, breathe in crappy stuff, I'll just, like, die, probably. And that's, like, the saddest way to die in an apocalypse. Is, like, suffocating because of all the crap you breathe in. <laughs> um, which is something you're realistic just for me. Up and you're just I like, would die. <laughs> yeah. All right. Um, so, we'll say, like, you know, I have very bad senses. You know, I can probably, while I'm wearing the gas mask, and we'll just say I don't have glasses, don't have contacts, because I think that's a realistic view. If I do have them, they're not going to last long. All right, all right. Um, so I'm, like, almost effectively blind oh with a gas mask and my vision. Like, I can't see things, we'll say, like, 20 feet away. It'll be so blurry I couldn't see it. Oh, man. <laughs> um, so... We'll say Betsy with her, her keen senses and her able to like just have her ears out in the open and not covered up. She tries to alert me whenever something <laughs> is there and will try to protect me. Well, yeah. Um, she only goes so far, I bet. But, you know. If, if you yeah. survived the apocalypse without much of a scratch yeah. and was able to find gear, why, why wouldn't your glasses survive? I mean... Oh, I guess proper survival they clothes could. is part of my gear. Well, I mean, like Ian could have been, like, <laughs> walking down the street, and then, like, a bomb went off, and this guy was like, quick, get in my bunker, and as Ian jumped in next to you, know, whap, that guy's dead, and Ian's just like, oh, well, I mean... <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm sure he could put his glasses on yeah, under the gas mask, or it, he could have like... glasses in a, a sealed-off, protected environment, but... It is, um... Like, if it just happens in my day-to-day, -day, I'm probably wearing contacts when the bombs drop. But I guess my, my, my crotch that, I mean, we rolled is proper survival clothes, so it would make sense that I'd have my glasses and not contacts. We can give you a prescription yeah. gas mask. <laughs> oh my god! Wow! Okay. That's I'll pretty be nice. good. You, you've got a lot of... Uh... I've got a lot of problems. <laughs> we'll, we'll take blindness out of it for you. Sweet. Okay. <laughs> so I can see now. <laughs> Honestly, Ian, I have a question for you. What's up? Let's say you had all the food and water you needed. Okay. How long 
would you last underground in isolation? Ooh, just like, well, that's rough. Um, so I don't have to worry about food and water underground, or yeah, if you didn't have to worry about food and water, and you had plenty of clean air, and you had your goat with you, how long, honestly, do you think you would last? Pretty much all by yourself. See, now that's like a psychological issue, where it's like, how long could you just like sit somewhere and not go completely insane with nothing um, but yeah. a goat? Nothing but With my nothing goat. but a goat that just went <laughs> all the time. Yeah, like. I'd probably end up killing that goat at some point. That would just yeah. break my heart. It probably, yeah, <laughs> probably would. So, all right. I don't want to be in a bunker. Well said. <laughs> well said. And yeah. I bet okay. leaving somewhere would help me find other people, like who aren't exploded, irradiated, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> turned to um, ash. Because boiled, I mean, there's gonna know. be like some part of the U.S. that isn't hit by nukes. Yeah, where Casper um, is. Yeah, so I'll go try to find Casper. <laughs> That's why the plane crashed. A <gasps> nuke landed, messed oh, up no. the instruments, and the shockwave hit the plane and, and crash landed in an abandoned city. But I have no idea that there was a nuke blast because I can't see through the tiny ass windows. Exactly, exactly. And this is how I am with most survival scenarios. Whenever I try to think of them, I'm usually thinking like I'm not gonna last long. <laughs> like I just gotta, I just gotta make it to the next day until I find somebody that can help. Yeah, that's pretty much what I gotta do. All right. I don't know right. how to do a lot of things that like survivalists do. Okay. So Ian, What's we're up? gonna ask. We're gonna go to Casper now and check out his stuff. But. Okay. I want you to kind of make a little narrative on what happened to you and what you'd kind of focus on and then where you would go. Kind of like a little short story, you know, that you can yeah. share at the end of the episode. And Casper, I'll have the same thing for you, but we'll give you a little time too. Okay. So, Ian, well, is there anything that Casper might have forgotten to mention or do or hmm. prioritize? I mean, you hit a lot of beats and you already have like shelter provided pretty much. And I feel like that's the biggest thing. Is like dying from exposure before you find, before you like fashion a way to, you know, like <laughs> a way to, to sleep that night um, is like a big way, a big thing people forget before like food and water. Like if you die that night because you didn't like create some kind of thing to sleep on, then you're, you're you know, you're screwed. Um, and you've already got that. I mean, you're you're already trying to like find food. You're already um I don't remember what your water situation is. I purify water and there's a fire going to start happening. Yeah, yeah forest I mean, fire. But before that, I need to try to come up with some kind of issue um with your survival. Honestly, you you did pretty good. I'm trying to think like um I mean, there's not a lot, it, like, a lot of unpredictable things can happen, and you've already, like, established yourself as the leader of this group of 20, <laughs> I think, <laughs> um, which I would never be. <laughs> um, I would just, like, immediately try to delegate that to someone if anyone tried to treat me as a leader. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
But I mean, I think you even talked about like rationing out food, right? Because you have 20 people and that's so many mouths to feed. Um, yeah. And I think that's the main issue is finding food for so many people. Um, but I think you even mentioned that. So that's like the one thing I was thinking while you were talking. Um, All right. So honestly, pretty much yeah, just kind of. He's doing pretty good. I feel like Casper did do pretty good yeah. on his initial kind of this is what I'm going to do. This is what I'm going to focus on. This is how I'm going to approach it. Yeah. Like you said, Ian, maybe he should definitely uh, watch out for the food and water situation because 20 people is a lot of people. I mean, if every person drinks like what, a liter a day, that's 20 liters a day of water. I know. I don't know how many gallons that is. Sure, there's a conversion table or something, but well, yeah. So let's hear, Casper. All right. So we got a fair amount of clean water because of the plane, and planes carry a fair amount of drinking bottled water and sodas, um, crackers, nuts. That's not going to be a lot of food, but it'll be an okay amount of water. We got to purify any surrounding water because of a crazed maniac back in 1940 in this Western. (laughs) Used lead shovels. um, (laughs) Mining town. He thought the gold belonged to God and God has told him to keep the humans away and he poisoned the water. So all water needs to be purified. I get that. Um, boiling water shouldn't be too bad, but that's only so totally yeah, yeah. that you can boil water. <laughs> yeah, another fun little um, water purification trick you can do is you can actually dig a hole next to the body of water, and the soil and ground will siphon out any harmful germs sense. and other microscopic life. It'll get it's gonna taste like dirt, you know. Yeah. And it's going to be pretty sediment heavy, but still drinkable. Anyways, okay. continue, Casper. Yeah, all right. Um, hunting shouldn't be too bad. You've got to cook all that meat thoroughly. You don't know what water contaminates that either. Mm-hmm. Um, unless they're all dead because of the water. <laughs> I will say the animals are tough. They can drink it without yeah, problem. Yeah, it shouldn't be too bad. Um, but... Off in the distance, where an engine broke loose, is a fire starting in the woods. And since mm-hmm. it's an abandoned town, I assume it's pretty forest-heavy. Yes. So the buildings might catch on fire. Um, but there should also be roads and brick they're buildings. They're probably mostly constructed out of wood. But like there probably is some breakage, and there probably is some roading to you it. You just got to find a way to... Control the fire from spreading into certain areas and wait until it dies off. So you got to be able to use what you can to build off an open area like a road that may be corroded with roots and stuff. But you can like start digging as this fire starts spreading towards you. And you can put stone down and different things and block it off so the fire can has a hard time spreading unless it's super windy, of course. All right, all right. Um, so here's here's a question. You try to control on that side because there's no way you're going to be able to control an entire fire with uh, handfuls and buckets of water that you find. <laughs> yeah. 
just for clarification, how are you going to uh, dig these fire prevention barricades? Well, we got people looking for tools. This abandoned gold mining town. There might be pickaxes and shovels. Pretty easy to find in the mine. You can go to abandoned buildings modern day and find random stuff just left behind, you know? It shouldn't yeah. be too hard. All right, so let's assume you find the tooling. Not a problem. Easy peasy. Continue. Yeah, all right. <laughs> um, you got to find a really nice building that is all brick, um, resilient to um, the elements, um, and find or take bedding and from other buildings and bring into this building and kind of have the main base so people aren't just spread out. And this is where you can set up your cooking and your water purification and just your group to survive together. Um, and trying to survive through that fire because I don't think there's any way we're going to prevent a fire. <laughs> yeah, it would be kind of hard to uh, yeah. stop a forest fire with 20 people and Without scavenge equipment. equipment. You know, I know, yeah. like... People have but, like I mean, helicopters you, and so many things. But they, you might be able yeah, to see it coming. Uh, smoke coming up. It might spread fairly quickly, but I assume it's pretty alive environment. It'll take a while to burn and spread. Um, yeah, I'll say it's a, a slow-moving forest yeah, fire. Yeah, you can see the smoke off in the distance, and you can start preparing yeah. for that, because it's not like you're going to run the other direction. You don't know what's out there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Alright, so Casper's got Fire protection. He's pretty much got food and water down. He's established a central base of operations. Let's say that he scavenged a radio from the plane, but it can only receive, not send. You got to find right. ways to keep it powered. I mean, there's batteries and stuff, but we'll, we'll yeah, work yeah. on that. We've got enough batteries to keep it running for a couple of days, but you're not getting anything over the radio, right? Yeah. Everyone seems to be doing all right. Um. Actually, I think I think that was pretty good, Casper. Awesome. Well, You're not so suffering from the allergies and possible direct threats. Maybe a I little mean, bit, but I'd get, be okay. You can probably get attacked by some wild animals, but I highly doubt any wolves or coyotes or bears going to come after a group of twenty some odd individuals, yeah, especially I'm... if. I'm if used you've got to... like a high powered hunting rifle, you know, like a thirty out six or something. So like I, I don't doubt that there would be dangerous animals, but in a western foresty type area, they're gonna leave you be for the most part, especially in a larger group. Um, yeah. It's just what we have in Utah for the most part, you know. It wouldn't be too bad. Mm -hmm. All right, cool. Obviously, between the two of you, I think Casper had the uh advantage <laughs> somewhat easier survival situation i feel like i made my own like way harder <laughs> <laughs> you kind of made your own bed there honestly you wanted it to be hard i'm gonna live in a nuclear yeah i think i just decided that i was gonna i was gonna die <laughs> so, like, i'm just gonna i'm just gonna take this and i could have chosen my apocalypse think... situation to be like everyone but me on the earth disappears yeah. and then it'd be really easy <laughs> yeah you'd be like all right i'm just gonna walk in here and da, da, da. only be dealing with the going crazy part <laughs> yeah, yeah the solitude i honestly i think i would probably do better um 
like fighting zombies or demons or whatever with friends yeah. than I would surviving against my own mind. Like yeah. that'd be pretty brutal. Yeah, it would be. All right, all right. So, Ian, you got your little short story narrative ready? Sure. So, all right, let's hear it. Let's say, um, I've I've moved out of Utah, or maybe I'm like in Salt Lake or something. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm living there because I feel like that would make sense to have my. For some reason, I've uh, I've researched a lot about like, uh, the the world's political like issues, and I I for some reason think that there's gonna be a nuclear war. So in in a in ahead of time, I've purchased a hazmat suit and a prescription gas mask for myself for when yeah and now it makes more sense shit hits the fan yeah yeah um, I've also gotten a goat because in my not very good at survival brain I've I've decided that oh hey a goat will be like a source of food it'll be like a little companion it'll be goat such a milk. good idea. Also, honestly, they're I just very love goats. low maintenance. I love goats. Goats so are very low maintenance. Oh yeah, they're awesome. Then they eat just like whatever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, easier so, than a cow. I've got a yeah. goat living in like too. I don't know Salt Lake City, you know, um, and you know, just living alone. <laughs> <laughs> and then one day the bombs drop. Um, I'm like on my way to work or something, and I immediately. <laughs> Turn that car around. <laughs> Get back home. Draw, hop into my hazmat suit. Uh, take Betsy, who has already begun to change. She's having issues. She's having weird convulsions. Changing. This is some horns protruding from her body. Ass nuke. Yeah, Lots it's of like a crazy, crazy like it's like a Full nuke, insane nuke that mutates and yeah. Some science right, fiction right. nukes going off. Um, and I immediately uh, start out with my little car, which, you know, I'm not like a big survival or like into trucks or anything. So it's just like probably my little Hyundai. <laughs> oh, yeah. Depending on if that vehicle, like how much electronics it has, there's a pretty good chance Oof. that the, the electromagnetic pulse from the nuke would have fried it. Dude, you're right. Yeah, so, you gotta go for the retro. Yeah. yeah. Um, Bicycle. Yeah, I guess I'm like... Why they always have those awesome-ass classic cars in, in the apocalyptic movies? Drive oh. around like a 67 Mustang or something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I'm riding a little bike. Betsy's running alongside me. She's massive now, bulked up, <laughs> <laughs> nothing but muscle, and and she's just like a monster. But she still loves me. <laughs> and we make it to her. the we make it to Smith's. <laughs> yeah, Smith's. Uh, where I I'm like, oh, I'm gonna get some canned goods here, and that's where I find my first encounter with like a a mutated person. Probably Change. not like a, not like super crazy, not like having multiple heads or like crazy, I don't know, acid spit or something, but just like a person who looks all burnt and just screams and runs at me and is all just like enraged and just tries to smash whatever is around. Um, and I realize I have to defend myself 
probably run away and fall over and Betsy like takes care of it for me. I love um, Betsy. And then I immediately think, oh man, I need to start like actually thinking about weapons too. This is like a crazy nuke that we're people are like monsters now, which I should have uh, assumed when Betsy turned into a monster. <laughs> Um, so now I'm, I'm, I've just got like a shopping cart probably to hold all my stuff for now, because most of these cars are fried. I don't know how to hotwire a car. Yeah, um, you, you might be able to, depending on how big Betsy is, jury rig something to, oh, to yeah. her, you know. Betsy's like a little, uh, she's got like a little, a, like a mule, a pack mule for me. Nope. Like a little cherry. Yeah, so like I hook up some bags to Betsy. I've got a shopping cart. I'm pushing Being around with like Betsy. canned goods and like water and I've I can imagine like getting a pretty decent spear like finding just you know like a metal pole that you'd make for like I don't know like fencing or something yeah um, you could probably find yourself a yeah. decent length somewhat balanced sharpened metal object yeah I feel like um hey, Ian. find some guns yeah what's up I like to imagine you got this like shopping cart and it's tied to Betsy. Yeah. yeah. And then you put like this like bar stool in the shopping cart and you're like sitting on top of it and you got like the shopping cart filled with stuff. <laughs> and Betsy's like just, just pulling like, it around. At the end like of my spear, spear I've like lap. tied like a banana to it and Betsy's following the banana. <laughs> it's like it's a weird like this bar stool with a fishing such pole. A cool look. I love that. Um, That'd be great. <laughs> So yeah, I've I've like Betsy's my mount and my my pack mule. Um, we're leaving the the city. I've I've got a gun, probably not like anything too crazy. Um, Would you want like a a rifle, shotgun, pistol? Yeah. So I would be worried. I would probably get like a small rifle, not like a big caliber, and then try to find like the biggest, the highest caliber, like. A uh, small gun, like a like a pistol. Um, a nice revolver. I don't know if strong. that's like really like a the forty-five, way to do it, but like the rifle's more like, um, I don't know. I don't know what my thought process behind that was. Handgun for self-defense, though, and it'd probably need to be higher caliber because they're like weird mutants, and you'd want right. to like destroy them and not just like twenty-two to like pew 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 pew. You know. So give you like a like a twenty two rifle for small stuff and yeah you could have like a forty five revolver on your hip or some kind of forty five semi automatic or something yeah that's kind of what I'm my thought process behind it was I think all right dope dope um I'm like leaving town when all of a sudden uh Betsy starts really freaking out and I turn back. And there's like this giant blob of people who have all become one. And it's like multiple heads. All their mouths have like conjoined into one giant mouth. And they're like, For a second, For a second I thought you'd give me like, it's the crocodile that lived in the sewers. No, not the crocodile. <laughs> no, like this huge oh. mega croc or something. That'd be crazy. And... All right. So some kind of like mutated abomination. Yeah. And I, uh, it, it seems to have noticed us, you know, and Betsy's making a lot of noise. So I immediately go for my higher caliber gun because I feel like my rifle's not going to do much to this thing. But 
quickly find out this thing's not going to go down just like shooting it. It's too big. It's it's not that it can like deflect bullets, but it's just it has so much mass that yeah. Like bullets doesn't just, seem to be like, doing much. I would need to like light it on fire or something. And I there's like a dramatic moment where I'm like at a gas station trying to like light it on fire and there's like a fire, there's a gas fire behind the giant creature. And I like my legs <laughs> broken. <laughs> I've I've been destroyed by this monster. And then Betsy rams it into the fire and like she goes down while doing it. Oh blows everything up, boom. Yeah, and I just have to watch as my closest companion, who was also my pack meal and had all my survival stuff, <laughs> dies. And I'm just lost without a with my broken leg. My hazmat suit has like holes in it. And then it fades to black. And I it's presumed that I die not long after that. Alright. Dang. <laughs> Add some drama to to my survival scenario, because realistically I think I would just like die some stupid way. Like <laughs> before any monster gets me, I'd probably suffocate from something. Because Maybe. of my allergies. <laughs> I'd like All right, Casper. All right, we're we're running a little long, so Eden I got died, my so. going. I'm dead. <laughs> yeah, let's let's hear it, Casper. Okay, let's assume by now uh, the fire is up to this city. Um, my barricade is keeping the fire away from my area. Um, we start hearing booms of nukes from far, far away. Nothing that's going to hit this area. So we're um, in the same universe. Yeah, we're in the same universe. Yeah, yeah. Oh, you, okay, your cool. name's like... already gone off. That was a while ago. Nice. Um, other nukes are going off in other parts of the continent, and the booms are hitting us. And we realize that we might be all alone out here. And so we start really building ourselves a little. Um, base of operations, uh, making our way of life, hunting. The fire goes down after maybe a couple days, maybe Two a days, couple yeah. weeks. Depends on how horrible it is, but at least it would go down in the place where it burned most recent, so the fire's going away from you. Um, it makes water even harder, makes food even harder. We gotta go out further. Um, really build up our arsenal of bows and equipment find. maybe nice. there's old guns around that can be cleaned up maybe maybe one or two probably not a lot um but we can, we start to build we learn and radiation is going to come in sooner or later got to learn how to defend against it but we're the last civilization left oh. in the continent or wherever we are america no they all say america and up in the U.S. is somewhere like Ian dying or dying or, or dead in a Years bunker later, somewhere you think, i wonder what happened to ian <laughs> so we survive <laughs> in the one place that wasn't nuked because there's no civilization wow well, i guess america is mostly covered no so it, it yeah. probably wouldn't take that many nukes to cover all of america but we'll assume it was like nuking like 
a little bit here, a little bit of different part of the continent, a little bit of like yeah, Brazil, military locations and major there. population yeah. sites. Oh yeah, and so yeah. we were kind of on the edge. Luckily, in a plane crash that crashed because of an interference and everything. Got it. Got it. Nice. And a little self-sufficient civilization. Trying our best. Years, do you like notice? Learn to farm. Strange creatures from the forest. <laughs> the <laughs> nuclear monsters. Sometimes. <laughs> In in um, the seasons where animals are go further away and coming up, and you start seeing mutations and stuff in right. radiation. Uh, so ecology suddenly starts to change and everything. But since we're on the edge and it's these special mutants, maybe we start mutating. And after a long time, we're just these mutant human noise. Oh no! Um, but we're still like we got our brains and everything, you know. Just normal. Yeah, you're not you crazy. Not and just just the right amount of radiation. We survive, but we're just like I don't know, ghouls in a sense. All right, all right. Cool, cool. Okay, as the host, I'm gonna I'm gonna add my own little personal go for it uh, addition to it. So, Ian, yeah, you actually wake up. And you're being, uh, we'll say, transported. And you see me there with my prescription gas mask. You have a prescription gas mask? No, but if you oh. get one, I get one. Uh, yeah, totally. <laughs> I've got one good eye, so I could get by without him. Or we're into this stuff. He prepared longer. He knew oh, yeah. it was yeah, yeah. with all this political drama. Yeah. Just like you. I... I came for you, Ian. Ugh. I found you. You lived. The whole time you're carting me away, I'm just like, you're welcome, I bought Where's you that, that hazmat suit for your birthday or whatever. <laughs> yeah, you're the one who got me these things. <laughs> it's like coming, that. Ian. It's coming. Yeah. yeah. I get you. You heal up. We start making our way. Then we find Casper's little settlement. And we all live happily ever after. Wow. After years and years and years of searching. Whoa. You find these well, mutants, you know, I, I put a humanoids that you make friends with and find out. I put a tracker Casper! in your body. <laughs> hey, Casper, you, you, know that itchy, uh, you know that itchy bulge in the back of your neck? Oh, yeah? Yeah, that's a bioelectric tracker. Oh. I was going to let you know about that, but that's oh, what I found no. again, too. Oh, nice. Oh, he found me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> he hey, tracked me first. <laughs> I've known him longer. Oh. You're right, but you were farther away. So Literally I went to get fine. Ian. I'm like, I'm 500 like, miles. Um, uh. <laughs> yeah. I was like a Oh, Ian's only thing. three. All yeah. right. All right. <laughs> oh, Ian's like right next to us. Casper's like way out. <laughs> See, I can either go to Salt Lake and get Ian, or I can go to like northern Montana. Yeah. Uh. In the beginning of the game, I, I, yeah, I, I separated from the drop and went somewhere else. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. All right. All right. Well, I hope you guys enjoyed this little episode. It was fun. Yeah, it was cool. Yeah, maybe, uh, maybe we'll do some more afterwards. Yeah. I'm looking forward to our story continuation from uh, Ian's last episode. Yeah. And I'm looking forward to whatever Casper's going to bring in next. Woohoo. I'm excited. I am excited. <laughs> I'm anxious. Yeah. All right. Uh, I'd like to thank all the listeners for joining us today. And uh, hope you guys had more successful survival uh, operations than Ian did. Yeah, yeah, I hope so. 
<laughs> Mutated monsters and broken legs and yeah. Oh boy. Again, that was like my own thing. I could I could have said that my leg doesn't break. <laughs> you could have made it a little better. Yeah, yeah, it just came out of nowhere. My out legs are broken. Yeah, I bro- <laughs> my leg shattered. It like flicks me in like... the Achilles heel or whatever. Yeah. yeah. I accidentally shoot myself in the in the in the femur. It was the gas right. explosion. You, yeah, you're, they sacrificed your goat sacrificed herself. The gas yeah. exploded, and you flew off and broke your legs. And then I become right. like Two Face. I've got like a big old burn on half my face. I turn into a, I turn into a BA. Today's episode ran a little long. Sorry about that, but that's all right. Going. All right. Uh, thanks, everybody. May you all live long and prosper and survive. And. Uh, Enjoy your days. Right. With that, this is uh, Nobody's, and uh, here's another bit of Nobody's Business. Hope you enjoyed it. See ya. Bye-bye. Nice. I love it.